I believe there's a hero in all of us. You have great powers, only some of which you have yet discovered. I'm a superhero, Mama. A real-life superhero. The world needs extraordinary. We will make you a superhero. Are you ready to become the hero? Initiating surprise in three. This two is one. The Real Brian Show. Okay, so I was... Um, does anybody know where the show notes are yet? I don't know, but Pizza the Hut was really awesome, but I know Bartholomew wanted to eat him. You could just I see it the hut? whole time. What are you guys talking Is about? that close to Jabba the Hut? I don't know. Yeah, Pizza the Hut. Remember Spaceballs? Guys, look, I put on um, my pants the no, same I way don't. you do. Pants? Who wears pants? Says the person in Minnesota. Yeah, I don't know. Are we going to yeah, actually record any time? I just choked on my tea here. So are we going to record at some point or are you guys ready yeah, to do the show? Going. It's so, so tedious. Do we have to let's record? Go, let's tonight? go. Oh, crap. The show's up. Wait, it's actually recording already. Uh, Ryan, uh, Ryan, after my pants comment? Uh, well, so embarrassed. It is what it is. Who wears pants on podcasts? Let's rock it. You know, sometimes you just need to put the no pants in TRBS, right? Amen, brother. Am I right? That doesn't work. (laughs) There's no common letters there. The real (laughs) Brian show. I'm sure you can. uh, Yeah. See, there's a T. There's an S. There's an A. There's no No. P. Sorry. There's no pants in TRBS. And that's where it all. See, there's no pants in TRBS. Booyah. (laughs) And why should there be? No one sees us. Yeah, especially when we start doing video, it'll be even more fun. <laughs> oh, Let yeah, it I'm all be, hang out. <laughs> I'm going to be sick that day. I can already feel it coming on. No, 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 no. Don't be sick. Don't be sick. No. Sick is bad. I can relate to that. Oh. Yeah, I almost wasn't here tonight, guys. Well, today. I'm, I'm glad you're here. It, it, wait. It's powering through. Is it tonight, yeah. this morning, or today? I don't know. Good afternoon, good evening, depends and good night. The, depends on where you're listening. That's true. And when. Yeah, and what dimension? I'm pretty sure I'm coming down with the flu, and I've oh. got a fever. Yeah, I just don't. Got a That's fever. Not good, man. <laughs> but I'm here. <laughs> well, Captain Influenza, I appreciate you being here. I'm Captain Influenza tonight. Captain Influenza. Oh yes. Oh, oh man. And I am uh, the Real Brian. Uh, ho ho ho. Real oh, ho. Brian's ho. And I am. Beatrice Lafleur. Welcome back, Whoa. Beatrice. It's it's no. good to have you here. Been a hot sec. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, guy, you almost what? heard that one wrong. <laughs> I you have, you have to stop wow. the sound just in wow, time. Wow, it's been a hot sec. This is going to be a difficult episode to edit. I can tell you that much. No, <laughs> there's no editing happening right now. This is pure all the way through until. Well, it's edit free until the music stops, and then who knows what's going to happen. Uh-oh, the music pants, is just pants stopped. Pants back on. Pants on. Your now. listeners may be, may be more familiar with my alter ego, Miss Ice. Do you, uh, yes. Oh, yes. You know oh, okay. oh, the queen yeah. of the frozen tundra. Yes. Yep. yes. Today, Beatrice has taken over her body, but Miss Ice will be back soon. Maybe okay. even in this episode. Well, I would be we curious to know how Miss Ice's frozen tundra is doing right now since, you know, you, mm. from what I understand, Minnesota is getting basically all of the polar weather and the polar weather is getting all of the Hawaiian weather. <laughs> Something like that. We are getting all of the snow. 
us so, in the west coast i think i okay. think seattle has had record-breaking snowfalls too we don't even get snow hardly des yeah. moines has had record-breaking snow this year so far it hasn't been awful yeah. but it, supposedly it's record-breaking for yeah for February, their, for, I think. Yeah. For February. Yeah. And that's what we have too. Like yeah. in Minnesota, we've broken all the records for February, snowiest wow. February on record. And it's supposed Dang. to snow all weekend, like starting wow. tomorrow morning, I think, through Sunday. So a record wow. for you is how many feet? 60. I would actually have to look it up. But I mean, to put this into perspective, yesterday we got eight inches by 1 p.m. So it was snowing from 6 a.m. to 1 p.m. Stealing wow. all our snow, man. This we're getting jacked over here. <laughs> Who stole my snowman? Seriously, I hate that. I uh, would apologize, except I I'm not feeling it. You know, I just I don't care. <laughs> I I like my snow. <laughs> well, happy March. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean it's March first. Let's break some more records. Yeah, March Madness is is almost here. Miss Ice, tell us Beatrice. some tips. Okay, sorry, Beatrice, share some tips on how to survive in sub zero temperatures. You mean other than not wearing pants? Yes. Um, it's well, a Chinese secret, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I think it was more Scottish, actually. <laughs> Scottish. Yeah. Okay. So tip number one, don't leave your house because leaving your house means having to go out in the cold slash snow. Okay. And I'm writing this food, down. Hang on. Okay. okay. Don't leave. Keep going. Okay. Okay. Number one. Number okay. two. Yep. Step two, really don't leave. So like, even if you need milk, don't leave because milk will freeze when you try to bring it outside. Okay. All right. That's step two. Okay. Step tip. three, do not yep. pee outside. Truth. Wait, no, no, this is yeah. her. This is her oh, deal. I, I'm sorry. Your, your turn. Go ahead. Number three. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. You'll learn soon. Okay. Um, Step three, drink lots of water uh-huh. so that you don't freeze on the inside. Ice cold? Ice cold. Okay. Keep your internal temperatures Close to outside temperatures. Oh, yeah. See, that makes a lot of sense. I do yeah, that actually. That, you know, I thought so too. Yeah. You know, um, when it's then, negative something, you drink frappuccinos. I mean, duh. Yeah, exactly. Okay. But, okay. So now, now, now we're at the most important step. Okay. Are you guys listening? Yep. I'm ready. Paying attention. Okay. Stay inside and play video games. Yes. Oh, you got us excited. Guys. You're we're plucking excited my heartstrings, young lady. You're plucking my heartstrings. <laughs> I thought you just tug it. You're plucking or tugging at? I just don't understand she, what you. She's plucking. She's plucking. What, what in the same here you talking about, son? I don't understand. Daggum, what are you saying? I ain't gonna pluck nothing off you. You you're plucking at somebody? That is just disturbing. So, what, but are you playing video game there, Beatrice? I asked my friend Ryan for a game so that I could just like figure out what all the hype is about video games. You remember, you know how so long. I've been trying what? to get you to play video games. <laughs> well, Just this saying. is also one of those things that all of my coworkers do. And oh. so it's not that I don't have plenty of to talk to them about, but like, you know, just like wanting to be able to join in a conversation and actually understand what they're talking about. Sure. Because I mean, I think I briefly talked about on the show, my background in video games, which is negligible. I mean, I had like an N64 when I was 20 something and so i played through <laughs> you know super mario brothers is that a thing and yeah it was yeah yeah and so like I, I i know those kinds of things like mario kart or whatever but and burnout burnout was like a ps2 thing for me yeah. so i've had my brother's ps3 for like six years and i've used it as a glorified dvd player nice <laughs> uh, <I've>, yeah, <laughs> until recently that, yeah. when ryan loaned me arkham city Ooh. and so <laughs> wow <laughs> since christmas I have been trying to play this game and you want to know how far I am through this game. 
the beginning yeah, area? Please, what, where? I'm 7% of the way through. Uh, this is a, an, a really interesting learning experience because it's not just about like learning controls, but you also have to learn like the context of of solving riddles inside of a video game, yeah. which I've never had to do before. Yeah. And so like, especially with Batman, who's the world's greatest detective, everything that you need to do isn't, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't really know what I was expecting. We'll put it there, but, <laughs> but like, there's just so much going on that. Wow. Having to think on three different levels while you're doing something is like really challenging. Huh. Which so you, is why I'm only 7% of the way through. But I, I went from 4% to 7% this weekend. So, oh. you know, I'm I'm gaining traction here. So 4% was every day for two months. And then, well, I guess a little over a <laughs> oh, month. Oh, no, not every day. I mean, maybe every weekend, maybe oh, every other weekend. But oh, I mean, it's oh. it hasn't been constant. So you're not Mostly addicted. because, well, it's it's hard to really like it when you suck at it and (laughs) and like when when you don't know what you're doing it's it's really hard to be like oh yeah i should just go sit down for an hour and play arkham city but like as soon as i start to get the rhythm of it then it draws me in and then i'm Mm -hmm. thinking about it (laughs) well i think mr freeze might be on the other side of the ice rink (laughs) (laughs) and that's what i was thinking about in the shower so that's when you got it bad, but I, I, I wouldn't call it obsessed, but I'd at least say that I'm now starting to understand the depth of intrigue around like entering into this world and solving its puzzles. So six gonna- months and you're going to be on discord with us playing games <laughs> weekly. Oh, Guaranteed. Fun. You're going to be More joining our group. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> That's an old game, though, Arkham City. That, I mean, that's like 2010. That's like almost 10 years old now, uh, if I recall. I, my, I checked my Steam library, and the last time I played Arkham City was 2012. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Never played but it. But PS3 is also that old, it, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. It, okay. it, it's, yeah. But, and that, that's not disparaging at all. It's interesting that your friend loaned you a game that is fairly dated, and there's other games similar to Arkham City out more recently that flow more easily mm-hmm. uh, that might not even be quite as complicated in some ways. I'm not sure, but uh, I'm glad to hear you. Are, are you liking the story? Oh yeah, very much. Okay, yeah. Cause I, cause there was a reason that game was game of the year uh, with a lot of publications. Uh, it was apparently a quite good game and I've played, mm-hmm. I might've gotten 10% through <laughs> before I oh. stopped playing. I just never picked it up again, but, but I, I did enjoy the 10% that I played it. <laughs> Well, Emily's uh, almost caught up to you. Yeah. I know. Yeah. Wow. You know, the new Spider-Man <laughs> game, I think you would enjoy a lot, but that's a PS4. Yeah. But you would, because it's a easier, more flowing type of game to get through. I mean, getting the mechanics down as far as swinging, the web swinging mm-hmm. and everything is really hard. But, you know, once you get going on it, it's a lot of fun. It's funny. It's lighthearted and it's got a great mm-hmm. story. Yeah, so. a, a far cry from Batman. Everything is yeah. so dark in Batman that it's like, I have bad depth perception as it is. Uh-huh. So <laughs> being able to see like different shades of black is really challenging. Yeah. So I really like detective mode where it just highlights all of the things that you need to know. <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty sure you yeah. would enjoy the Mad Max game. No, I don't know about that. <laughs> you might though. He also yeah. loaned me a different Batman and Mass Effect. Oh, Mass oh. Effect. Mass Effect's nice. a very popular series, yeah. Okay. That one's a lot more so, complicated. Okay. Which is, I think he told me to start with Arkham City, which is why I started there. I've never I played all the way through. both of those games, I'm pretty sure both those games have some 
early version of the Havoc game engine. Which what does that mean? It's it's a certain game engine that a lot of companies. Some company develops a game engine. One of the most popular ones, especially with console games, action console games, is Havoc. And there's probably people listening going, "Dude, you have no idea what you're talking about." <laughs> but bear with me. Game developers take this engine and then they put their own skins on it and they make their own story and utilize the mechanics of that engine in the game. And I'm pretty sure Arkham City had at least a version or a very similar engine to Havoc. And the reason I mention it is because Mad Max is a Havoc game. Oh, interesting. All the Assassin's Creed games have either the Havoc engine or a very similar engine. And so the gameplay is a lot like that. So. I th- Just so you know. I think you would really enjoy the Mass Effect games too. I mean, I only played a little bit through the first one and I never did play all the way through them, but I've heard nothing but phenomenal reviews of the whole series. Well, okay, I take that back. Some people didn't like the ending of three, maybe. I don't remember which one it was, but other than that. Yeah, I've heard nothing but good things about Mass Effect. So Okay, yeah. well, that's good. Yeah. I haven't veered away from Arkham City, mostly just because I, I, I'm just trying to get my <laughs> my feet wet. So, sure. but, No, and um, it's good that you concentrate on that one game in, mm-hmm. before you branch out. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'll get the most out of it if you do. Okay. Glad good. you're enjoying it, though. That's the main yeah. thing. That's what games are can for. You guys, can you guys remember the first video game that you ever played and like yes. how you felt while you were playing it? Oh, yeah. Maybe not specifically well, how I felt, but I think the first one I played was either Space, Space Invaders or Pac-Man on the Atari from the early 80s. Sure. I, that's the okay. first video games I played. So, Okay. Can you just remember a feeling of like, I have no idea what's going on? Or did your brain like instinctively know what to do? No, mostly what I remember is most of the time was watching my friends and cousins play and being really jealous that I couldn't have a turn. Because I wanted to play so bad. And then when I finally, I'm one of those kids, I was one of the last kids I knew who got a Nintendo, an NES, yeah, me too. Uh, original NES. My parents just held out forever before they finally broke down and got me one one summer. Yeah. But I was always going to my friend's house and playing Nintendo all <laughs> the time. For like three, four years before I finally got one. So, you know, for me, I, I look back at some of those 80s games too. And, you know, that we had like the Commodore 64, you know, with mm-hmm. some oh, of those. Man. My grandparents had a ColecoVision. And so, I mean, there was all those. <laughs> I don't remember those games and how I felt as much. I mean, I remember playing Centipede and some of those games, but or Frogger, that was a fun one. The game, though, that just captured me was the original Legend of Zelda on NES. And oh, yeah. same thing. I, I was the last person that I knew that had an NES, I think I had to buy it used, you know, with summer money kind of thing. But everyone that I knew owned legend of Zelda and I would watch people play it and I would try Mm -hmm. to play it and I would die constantly. And I would be like, why am I dying? I don't understand this. And then here's another weird one. And Emily, this goes to your, your question was we had an Apple II C, which was basically the green screen. If you remember uh-huh. that, everything was, it was oh, yeah. black with the green oh, yeah. writing. And our friends had a brand new, like a 386 PC. And so it had 256 colors VGA, you know, RGB. Yeah, it was just <laughs> like, v- it was VGA. It was VGA. It was 256 VGA. Yeah. And, and they had King's Quest five and I played that and I did, I had no clue what the heck I was doing. I'd never played a game like that ever. And I could not understand why their computer could run it and ours could not. Because they had the VGA PC and I had the Apple II, you know, like monochrome. Uh-huh. And I was like, why, why won't it work? And I couldn't understand it for the longest time. And then eventually I'm like, oh, <laughs> I get it now. 
But the first time I played King's Quest, I kept dying too. And I didn't understand what was going on. And now it's like that game's it's like breathing to me now. So, hmm. it, yeah. But I remember just going like, wow, this is so cool. Yeah, I was addicted immediately when I first saw a video. In fact, the first memory I have of, of watching someone play a video game was at my aunt and uncle's house in Denver, watching my cousins play Adventure, believe it or not, on the original Atari, the Atari, the, uh, which was the game, the last game that they played in Ready Player One mm-hmm. to finally find the Easter egg was that game. I remember okay. watching them play it. And it's a super just ultra simple looking down on a dot in a dungeon and moving around through this dungeon. And, and I, I just was blown away by how cool that was. Of course, I was only like five, six years old. So pretty impressionable, but yeah, true. But I remember it. Was this, was this before or after sliced bread? Just, just curious. <laughs> Maybe a decade after sliced yeah, bread. Definitely okay. before electricity. Wow. Though. All right. We actually yeah. had to get on our, our exercise bikes and power it so that we could play. Wow. With water power. You're old. That's why we were so much yeah, better shape yeah. back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it is kind of funny reminiscing oh. about this because I'm like, yeah, I was I was pretty young back then too, but I'm just like, yeah, that's that's been a while ago. But yeah, you think about video games that come out today and I mean, I enjoy them. We talked about Apex Legends last week and I've got to say though, to me, it's like that game did not capture me. It's fun. It's interesting. It'll, I, I don't think it's going to have a long playability to me, but it's not like some of those games that captured you with imagination because I don't mm-hmm. feel like a lot of modern games have that imagination built in anymore. I don't think they write it. Guild Wars does. Well, they yeah. feed it all to you, right? I mean, like you, well, the there's no thing. imagination left. No, it's like go in, kill everybody, you win or you lose. Yeah. And it's like there's just no imagination to that at all anymore. Yeah. So, you know, back like you said, with with even Arkham and with some of the games like King's Quest and some of those games you used to used to have to play, there was an intense story involved there was a lot of, you know, you had to figure out puzzles within the game and I'm not talking about actual puzzles, but you got to figure out where to go. You got to figure out how to do this and how to Mm -hmm. accomplish this next thing. And you know, yes, everything is just given to you today. You don't even need to try to figure anything out anymore. It's just too easy. Mm. Yeah. No, you're bumming us out, man. They do Uh and they can still make it again. Guild Wars is proof of that, but a lot of Wars too. They, yeah, they just don't make games like that very often anymore because they don't sell as well. People don't want to think you know, as much. <laughs> this is a really, this is interesting because this is how I've come to feel about Netflix. Oh where yeah. There's just so much content they're producing. And whenever I choose to dive into something, it's really rare that I go beyond the first episode just because it's all just like cookie cutter. And we wrote this for this particular group of people. And we, I don't know. Sure. Is, is that how you guys are feeling about Netflix these days or starting you, to you not have it? Yeah. You know, I, I can see why you would think that. I haven't fully experienced that quite yet. I'm really happy, especially with VPN Netflix, about with the variety of stuff. Even if you run into something oh. that isn't that that doesn't engage you, or even if you run into ten shows that don't engage you in the first couple episodes, there's another few that will for me. And I really appreciate that. So that's a really interesting inverted perspective because I look at it and I see too many choices and I don't know what to choose. And then when I choose the wrong thing, I don't end up going back. But uh-huh. you say, oh, there's so much for me to choose from. If I don't like this one, <laughs> you know, it's like the tone of voice, right? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I just add, I just go through and add whatever looks interesting to my list. And then uh-huh. I, when I'm done watching one thing, I watch the next thing on my list. And some things I don't get through, like I only got through the first season of Frontier. 
which was pretty good, but I just never got through the second season of it. Was um, that with the guy from the movie with the with the stuff and the fish? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aquaman. <laughs> Thank you. I was gonna get there. <laughs> was it the Aquaman guy? Yes. Yeah. Jason yeah. Momoa. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Momoa. Yes. Mr. Momoa. And then the show is pretty pretty good, but that's just one example of one that I didn't continue mm-hmm. watching but where, whereas then there's uh, lost in space when i can't wait for the next oh, season, yeah. season. Yeah. that was a great um one. so i appreciate the sheer volume of stuff out there in the sense that it's like an insurance salesman stay with me here on this on this analogy mm. it's like <laughs> an insurance salesman moving into a new city who has zero clientele he has to call every name in the phone book that's what my dad did when he moved into sales he called everyone in the phone book, literally everybody in the phone book. It took him weeks, but it just getting their ex- expiration dates, their X dates, they call them. And of course, he was hung up on and told no 99.9% of the time. But there's that 0.1% that became his clientele and he built it from there. So you just have to find what you think looks good, watch what you think looks good, discard it if you don't, and move on to the next thing. And you're always going to find stuff you like. Mm. I like both perspectives. I feel like the thing that I have the hardest time with, and this goes back to something, you know, the whole be picky and choosy conversation you and I had, Miss Ice, was I get into a show and I feel like I have to finish it for whatever reason. It's like, I hate this. I, this is terrible, but it's like, oh, I got I to gotta push through because everyone else liked it. So maybe I should. Hmm. Maybe there's something wrong with me because I don't like it like everyone else does. And you know what I mean? It's like, those maybe are, there's just something wrong with you. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's, well, we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like these, these little subconscious thoughts. Yeah. And I've started to say, okay, you know what? If I can't get past the, like, for example, I watched the entire first season and the first four episodes of season two for killjoys. I could not get into any of them except one episode. And mm-hmm. after what was it like 14? No, it was more than that. I don't know how many episodes it was, but at least 14 episodes, if not more, I'm just like, what am I doing? I don't enjoy the show. So I deleted it all. I'm done. Like I don't want it anymore. <laughs> but anyway, that's like, I, I get into that and it is what it is. But for, you know, y- mm-hmm. you're asking that question. Yes, there are so many options. And in some ways that's like, woo, it's like a, you know, candy store kind of thing. And in other ways it's like, oh my gosh, it's almost a little overwhelming. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's intimidating. Almost. And then there's the, some of the stuff is really good. And some, and then there's just a lot of crap because they're putting out stuff so fast but yeah. I checked out Umbrella Academy. That's a brand new one. Oh yeah, I was going to talk to you about that. What? It, yeah, I'm expound upon that. I've watched the first two episodes, so I did not realize that the lead singer for Chemical Romance is the guy who wrote mm. the comic for it. Yeah, interesting. My Chemical Romance, and then he wrote the comic, and then there. This is the adaptation of it. Doom Patrol also just came mm-hmm. out same exact day that they both released, which was two weeks ago. Now I want to say. So Doom Patrol is the DC, you know, um, Titans came out and it's, you know, a Greg Berlanti, Jeff Johns production. I talked about Titans a lot. The Titans go and they visit the Doom house, which has the quote Doom Patrol people in it. And then they did the spinoff, which is the Doom Patrol. Now, I absolutely loved the first episode of Doom Patrol. It was phenomenal. There huh. are a couple things in there that are not family friendly, just FYI. So don't watch it, you know, with the family, but it's, it's a mature rating, but the story was like, holy cow, I was sucked into it. You know, umbrella. Are they the villains versus the, no. Okay. No, no. Anti-heroes. They're not really either. It's kind of a, you just have to watch it. 
Well, I, I thought of Doctor Doom when you said Doom Patrol, and so that's why oh, I thought not maybe, like that. maybe no. that maybe Doom Patrol was like the Suicide Squad. No, these are bizarre situations where they have these issues, they have these powers, and they're not really. Again, I don't <laughs> want to give too much away, but okay. the, the whole point is they're not necessarily heroes, or at least not yet. I don't I don't know where they go from here because I've never read the comics, but. Umbrella Academy, I've watched. So that was only one episode. Umbrella Academy, of course, the entire season's on Netflix, and that was two episodes that I've I've watched so far. And to me, I didn't like it nearly as much as Doom Patrol. It's just really? a lot slower. It's kind of boring at times, but huh. there are some fascinating things that are kind of like, oh, this could go somewhere. And I I think there's, I'm not sure where it's going to go though. But well, the, the preview for it made me add it to my oh, yeah. list. Oh, yeah. So they, they, they previewed it really well. So call it, it a looks slow like burn. it could be good. Slow burn. Okay. Let's just call it that. And here's the thing. It's kind of a downer. Everybody's like kind of dealing with a lot of angst and I would call it like despair and depression. Like a lot of these people are depressed and, you know, oh, they had a pretty bad growing up. And so they're just like, oh, you know, and so pretty much the entire first two episodes is them kind of like wallowing in that, even though they're dealing with some other stuff. But there's also a reason that they're in a more quote depressed state. So the feel that I got was like, okay, it's not very happy, but it is very interesting Hmm. and I'm waiting to see where it goes, but it's also, um, it's cleaner in the sense of, you know, family more, more. I don't know if it's a family film, but you know what I mean? I'm throwing those out just for FYI's. Before I forget, I want to bring up Star Trek Discovery again because have you been keeping up with it? No. They're on a season episode five now. Yeah, you want to know what's so funny is I watched the first two episodes and I just found myself not caring about going back, which uh, is so weird. I will though, but oh, because it, I, in my opinion, basically episodes one, well, they're all good. I think uh, all of season two so far has been really good. Episode two, which a lot of people really gushed over because it was so Star Trek-y, I thought was the least good of the season so far. I thought three, four, and five were fantastic episodes. So I'm really happy with it so far. Good. Yeah, for whatever reason, I was just kind of like, eh, I don't know. And and part of it too, this goes back to something I said a while ago, is I like to just kind of get involved in one show and go for it. But that's been my problem, is I haven't really found that show that I'm just drawn into as much. And You will. I will watch discovery because it's star Trek and I enjoy it. Even with Orville, I think they just did episode seven. I want to say, and to me, it's been a pretty average season. Hasn't been phenomenal. Hasn't been terrible. I mean, well, the second episode still wasn't my favorite in the world, but other than that, it was like, it's been okay. It's got its interesting moments and it's got, it's like, eh, you know, whatever they, they, they could have done more with the story. The latest episode I thought actually was a very star Trek, the next generation East type of style as well that I think did a pretty good job, but also it's like, eh, maybe that goes back to your point, Miss Ice, where it's like, there's so many options and it's, we're just getting overwhelmed and we're comparing too much now. You know, there are things that are like so good. And then there are things that are like, okay, that's, that's pretty good. Yeah. Especially when you've just watched something that really held your attention, yeah, held the intrigue. And then you go to something else that, doesn't match it and then i for me i just lose interest and i i don't watch anything for a while because yeah. I'm like well nothing can yeah. top what i just watched totally <laughs> what so. what specifically have you watched recently that you really thought was the bomb nothing recently really okay. i mean i've been mostly engaged by nbc's manifest mm-hmm. so okay. like i i like the intrigue there's a lot going on there that i'm just like 
I should say that it just, it's not, it doesn't move very fast. Like there's a lot happening, but not a lot happening. Okay. <laughs> that yeah. makes any sense. But I just found, I think last week on Netflix, where in the world is Carmen Sandiego? Oh, geez. Uh, <laughs> I saw that on there. Yeah. Remember Did you playing play that? that board game? Yes. Yeah. Well, I played the computer game I in, the in computer uh, game too. junior high school. Yeah. My dad and I used to play the board game all the time. And it was probably one of my favorite because of like all of the cool facts that you learn about the world while you yeah. do it. You, you know, you have to solve all these riddles and the show just pays homage to that on every level. So oh, cool. I don't know what her name is, but the the woman who plays the lead in it's it's a CW show something she gets pregnant without or by in some or, Jane the Virgin um, IVF yeah thank you um, <laughs> <laughs> Brian comes out comes out with that one <laughs> Jane the Virgin I've never watched an watching. episode of that show ever <laughs> sure, but you see it advertised sure. all the time uh-huh. so oh, are you yeah. kidding that's not my show so she is Carmen and then Finn I can't remember what his last name is but the the kid who plays uh, the lead in Stranger Things mm. oh yeah. Is the white hat guy? I don't even. Is this? I don't an know animated? any of their names. Obviously, yeah, it's animated. Yeah. Okay. Would you classify it as a kids' show or? Yeah, I would because because of the way that they present the facts. Like it's it's not it's not just like seamlessly intertwined. It's very obvious that they're just stating facts. I see. But at the same time, it's kind of like she's working against Vile, the agency that she basically grew up with in order to thwart all of the crimes that they're trying to commit. And so Interpol is pursuing her. She's pursuing Vile and Vile is pursuing both of them, you know? So it's like this really cool twist on the whole thing, but mm. it's, it's, it's an interesting story. I, I yeah. don't think, I mean, it's not like something I sit down and just like avidly pay attention to, but just for wow. the, the sheer callback to the, I mean, I played the board game, but you know, <laughs> so it was a computer game too. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And the, in the mid, to late eighties, it was a very popular computer game. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. I first heard of Interpol playing that. So <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, me oh, too. Funny. Me too. <laughs> Going back to Manifest though, like that's the show right now that Sarah and I are watching that I am really engaged with and I can't find mm-hmm. anything that matches that right now. Okay. I mean you're right. It's a lot without a lot. It, you know what I mean? At the same time, mm-hmm. they're not progressing the story quickly. But there's a lot of little details that are going on throughout mm-hmm. while they're not progressing it quickly. And I actually, but it's not slow to me. Like to me, Umbrella Academy is not doing much yet, for example. But whereas sure. Manifest is, but I don't know. I think we all find those, those little things where you're like, yes. And then kind of like you're going to the Carmen San Diego thing. It's like, I've just been watching Shark Tank just because I needed something different. <laughs> and yeah. I'm enjoying it. And then eventually I'm like, okay, I need to go watch something else for a while. But we started watching yeah. Timeless, even though that's, you know, a couple of years old now. And I think I watched the first episode when it first came out and then I didn't have access to it at the time. And now I have access to it and I'm thinking this is an interesting show. It's not absolutely amazing, but it's interesting. And I think the thing that I find the most fascinating about it is how much they keep changing the timeline and then not fixing it. <laughs> just like keep changing what? the timeline and then keep breaking their own time travel rules. Yeah. And I'm just like, what the crap? You would never hire these three people ever because they are so anti time protecting yeah. Oh my gosh. So it's, it's timeless is it's such an now. interesting show because like it engaged me on a level that I would usually just be up in arms about. Yeah. Like, cause I, when you really start to talk about it, it totally breaks apart. Like you can't have a conversation about it without finding all of the logical loopholes or, you know, mishaps. Yeah. <laughs> 
but at the same time, I love it. I don't know yeah. why. I mean, like, it's a good ride. Just, yeah, it's a good ride. And, and they make you care about the people in order to not care about their rules. Yes. So like, even though they don't always follow their own rules. They do a good job of history, too, which I really enjoy. That, and that is really the kicker. They they nail every time period that they go to, both mm-hmm. in their clothes and in the way that they present some historical story. Yeah. And that is really cool. Yeah. It's a fun show. And I know mm-hmm. I heard season two gets a little weird, although I don't know. And then they canceled it. So that's too bad. Yeah. It gets weird. But okay, like I said, I mean, everything I said still holds true. It just gets more Good. so. Okay. Like, I've been watching the Godzilla trilogy on Godzilla. Netflix recently. <laughs> Godzilla. Godzilla. And uh, yeah, there's, there's three movies. They're all done by the Polygon studios. They're an anime studio that did uh, Knights of Sidonia. Mm-hmm which I really loved. I've watched that twice and other stuff that I don't know off the top of my head, but it was a pretty good, what do you call it? A uh, shot at, <laughs> I'm just going to go lowbrow. It was a pretty good shot at doing Godzilla, but it just the, the way they did the, I'm not a big Godzilla fan. I never have been even when I was a kid, but these three movies were pretty good for me because they made Godzilla that really, they, they made him the scale that I thought that was appropriate. And nice. they made him as indestructible as I thought was appropriate. And it was just really well done. And the story was iffy, but animation was bar none. The effects were really good. And so if you like anime and you like Godzilla, I recommend those. I watched the first one and I thought it was okay. There were yeah. interesting parts to it. And some of it was like, Okay, I'm not sure where they're going, but yeah, that's just the the three movies. Just two and three are just sequels of one, so they, okay. it's the same same storyline, just continuing on. So it's like one long movie broken into three parts, like Lord of the Rings. Okay, okay, not okay. near as good. This brings a question up to me though that I've I kind of had now for a little while, but I got to thinking about this. It's funny. So we're all sitting here talking about things that there's some really good stuff that totally captures us in one way or another, and then there's a lot of stuff that we just fill our time with watching. And again, this, this even ties into our being picky and choosy conversation a while back, but we watch it, you know, it's, eh, it's okay. It's, you know, but we kind of just say, let's just push through this. We'll, we'll finish it. We'll do good. So my question here, and this is gonna be fun for us to discuss, but I also think it'd be interesting to get some feedback on too. Do you prefer things? Okay. So there's, there's three things here. So whether you're consuming a TV show or a movie or a book or whatever, whatever it or is, news. yeah, news, anything you're consuming and, and basically that's captivating you Media. in some way or another. All right. You're going to a sports game, whatever, right? Doesn't matter. Do you prefer things that piss you off and frustrate you and get your negativity raging, including gossip, news, politics, et cetera? Or do you prefer things that make you really happy? They inspire you. They give you endorphins or maybe they're like the tear jerking positive, you know, moment of, oh, that was so nice. It was a human interest story, that kind of thing. Or do you just prefer things that are quote safe? They're average. They're meh. You know, it doesn't really get your emotion going any way, either way, but you know, whatever. It's just something to kind of just kill brain cells and, you know, or, or wind you down for the night or something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yes, piss you off the negative. Do you evoke the negative emotion, the positive emotion or neither emotion? What do you prefer? Or I guess I should say no emotion. Well, first off, I don't think that most people would acknowledge that they're enjoying something that pisses them off. <laughs> I think they might most people not, yeah. would, I think most people would say that that's drama and that it 
gets them excited about something, but they don't realize their excitement is actually something negative. But 80% of Facebook would disagree with you. (laughs) (laughs) Or the exact opposite where they, they, they uh, they would really, they get excited about the negativity and don't realize that it's making them feel down in the end or something like that. Sure. Well, the only reason I qualify it that way is because people wouldn't usually answer this question honestly because they don't view what is making or what they enjoy as being negative, even if it is intrinsically negative. Mm-hmm. Well, we're going to get all honest up, up in here. Yeah. <laughs> and so objectively, like I would not say that I like those things, but then I play something like Arkham city and it's all negative. I mean, there's nothing good going on in Arkham city. So would you call me a masochist? <laughs> Do I just enjoy the pain of watching Batman struggle with all of the different enemies that he has? Or well, is it is it hopeful in that he's trying to save the city? That's the thing. So does it give you hope and inspiration and endorphins? Or does it give you cortisol and anger and stress? The latter. <laughs> does it? Okay, we'll see. That's, that's maybe, I don't know. So like it's, when... It's, when somebody It'll talks soon about give me some adrenaline. Oh, well, true. And, and part of it's because you're still trying to figure out the game. But, right. No, and that's what I meant. But like when people talk about politics, for example, most of the time, nobody ever is intending to listen to each other. We just all want to yell mm-hmm. at each other so that we're basically proving that we're right, even though no one's ever going to admit it. Right. But Except what, what do somebody we do? has to be right, though? Well, so. eventually, but no I'm one's ever going to admit it. They're just going to sit there and yell at each other for the rest of their natural lives. <laughs> but my point being is that when people engage in those political arguments, you know, veins are popping out of their necks. Their their faces are red. They're angry and they love it. They love the fact that they're angry and that they're fighting and they're pissed off and they're ready to beat each other up. And they love it. Like they're okay. You see what so I'm you're saying? talking about the, the visceral biological response yes. that you get from consuming. Yes. Yeah. And there are okay. movies like taken, for example, going back uh-huh. a little ways, that movie pissed me off and it got me angry <laughs> and I loved it because I thought okay. these people I need to die. Mean. You know what I mean? Okay. Yep. No, that, that makes a lot more sense. Yeah. Okay. But it's not necessarily healthy. <laughs> so, right. Yeah. Huh? This is hard because like when you say, but I liked it. Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that end up being something that that does end up producing a positive response from you? Well, see, okay, so in this in the sense of taken, yes, because that got me to see a very real side of sex trafficking that I'd never seen or heard about before. So mm-hmm. that did generate a very positive outcome, even though I was angry. When I'm talking politics with somebody. It never has a positive outcome because no one's ever listening to each other. We're just always yelling at each other and then we just get pissed off and angry. Here's And some people get off on that versus looking at something like watching the Won't You Be My Neighbor, which is an incredibly inspiring, happy, healthy story that gives me hope in the world. If that makes sense. It does. Here, here's, here's my take. It depends on the mood I'm in and the group of people I'm with. I don't necessarily like to talk politics with people who are very far left or far right. In other words, extreme on either side of, of things because of the negativity involved. It, makes, it just makes me uncomfortable to argue against someone else's passion, you know, or what, or political passion, whatnot. But I really like talking politics with people of like minds with me. Hmm. So my best friend, 
him and I have very similar political views, which are very middle of the road. We're neither conservative nor liberal. And we love to rant and rave about politics together because we pretty much agree on everything. And even though most of what we're talking about is negative, of course, because it's politics, right? Who can possibly have a positive political conversation with, even if you agree with somebody, most of what you're going to talk about is negative. But boy, my adrenaline gets going and I get all you know shaky and, and, and happy inside talking about negative things with someone who agrees with me. But those um, aren't necessarily endorphins. That's adrenaline uh, for sure, know. but it's not necessarily endorphins. True, true. And th- so that's, that's one side of the coin. But mm-hmm. then other times I really, uh, in fact, I usually enjoy stuff like the Mr. Rogers documentary, which I haven't seen yet, but I know I'd enjoy it yeah. because it's, I, I like that kind of stuff. I like positive human interest stories. Yeah. And, but then there's also the times where I'm in the mood for just zoning out. Like if I'm playing a game where I'm just grinding on stuff yeah. and I, I just had a really stressful day at work and I've talked about this before on the show and I just want to mindlessly grind through a video game. A uh, video game is media just like anything else. Uh, it's, you know, it's, it's, it, it counts in this conversation. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes the mood for that. So it just depends on the mood and depends on who you're with. And it's good to have a dose of, of everything in my opinion. Hmm. I'm going to throw out like three examples really quickly that are just very arbitrary. But so like watching the news to me is the negative, you know, anger, cortisol response. That's a, you know, the piss me off kind of thing. Something like galaxy quest. I know I'm going back to the nineties on this one, but that's a hilarious movie. That's an endorphin rush makes me happy. You know, or won't you be my neighbors, the more inspirational side tear jerking kind of thing. And then to me, like the whole safe average, you know, whatever that's like, I don't know, uh, turning on most sitcoms to me, to me, like salvation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There's kind of the meh, you know, to me, there's, there's a lot there's a lot of shows, but I I say sitcoms just because like, I don't enjoy them as much because they don't seem to have a lot to them. Some do, but, and some people love that. That's what I'm saying. Some people love that safe. Don't rile me up one way or the other. I don't want my emotions even getting charged right now. So that's why I'm throwing it out. I would actually totally disagree that we need negative stuff in our lives. I mean, it's there, so we're not going to get away from it, but I would disagree that we should go after it. It's one thing to say that again, going back to like the taken example, I wouldn't say that that was negative. It frustrated and pissed me off in the way that it was adrenalizing because it's like, man, this is a real issue that somebody needs to do something about it and I can do my part as well. Kind of thing. So it was not an endorphin. It wasn't happy. It wasn't necessarily inspiring, but it also wasn't negative in a way that just, I don't know, like I didn't go off on a rant on it, if that makes sense. I was yeah, more like, yeah. I'm going to do something about this. You know, and in fact, Sarah and I actually do give some of our money to the uh, organizations. Basically, there's one out of Denver that that helps women in the sex slave get out of it and get them jobs and stuff. So like that's yeah. one of the things we support because that movie really impacted me. So Interesting. that's just an example but so I don't think that that was a negative one, but like when I engage in politics and climate change and all those other things or uh, I mean, you name it, it's just like, it never goes anywhere. There's nothing positive that comes from it and there's no action taken or watching a show like that. Like if I'm for me, watching horror doesn't necessarily give me endorphins like it's, it does some others, which is again, we're all different. So I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. know. Okay. What about you, Miss Ice? Or Beatrice. No, it's a really interesting question. 
because my my first reaction is I don't think anybody prefers things that piss them off. I think that people just tend to make a habit out of doing it Mm, and it makes it look like they like it, Mm -hmm. even if they don't really like it. That's fair. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I think I fall in between there because I think taken is a great example because I, I need something to challenge me that will get me angry about one thing and excited about another because Mm -hmm. In order, I mean, like, in order to really understand true joy, you have to know what true sorrow is. I mean, because I, I don't think you yeah, can true. really understand how high you can get before you know how low you got. But sure. that that could also be, I, I, you know, I've heard it both ways. So that's just my own personal experience on it is that I can experience something good in a better way after I know how awful it is not to have it. Mm. And so... Yeah, that's a good point. Um, so I, I definitely need the balance between those things because I think anything that's worth consuming has both of them. Okay. But you're Which not I, seeking I after only negative. Like you're you're no. seeking oh, no, no. after the like you you can't understand I don't even know how to explain this, but like well, yeah, you you said it. You can't understand um man, I don't even know what the word is, but without loss how do you know what gain is essentially, you know, or mm-hmm. et cetera. I yeah, mean, there's, like, there's so many like, things like that. How can you appreciate a sunny day without some rainy days? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I think there's a song. There's a- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Let's just break into song right now. <laughs> oh no. Well, I Brian, will you first. No yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Emily. Now, first. I like that song. Though. That's a good one. So you said something interesting that I actually had a friend years ago that just totally got his kicks off of gossip. I mean, like he would be depressed unless he was gossiping. Oh yeah. And I found myself, you know, falling into that unknowingly. I I just gossiped with him. And all of a sudden I realized that if I wasn't gossiping, I would actually physically be shaking. Really? It was so weird. Like I had become so addicted to the negativity and the actual gossip of it that yeah, it affected me physically. And I finally was like, I can't do this anymore. This is horrible. But it was like, I see. Yeah. I mean, I essentially, I sought after that. I sought after the negativity and the gossip through that. And, you know, it does create adrenaline for sure. It's not an endorphin. It is an adrenaline rush and adrenaline rush is very addictive. And it's something we all want in some way or another. Endorphins to me are much healthier and (laughs) they affect your body in a much, much better way. But and so, not to split hairs here or anything, because you know I hate doing that so much. But I mean, when you I should would use I a would conditioner. That, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I mean, when you when you say that you prefer something, when you're addicted to it, it kind of negates any personal control you have over preference. Oh, right. ooh. So I mean, I I don't see that as qualifying because you don't have a choice. Then you have to have it; otherwise, you can't go on. True. It's like the mass addiction that our society has to all of the negative memes in Facebook and in mass media in general. Since TV news has been a thing, most of what you see on the TV or on and in you know in mass media, let's just call it newspaper, TV, whatever, is negative. And there's a reason for that, a very strong psychological reason for that. That's what their business model is. They don't show you all the positive stories because that's not what people get mm-hmm. off on doesn't sell so yeah it doesn't sell people want the gossip people want the drama people want because to them their lives are so ordinary they want to to see 
the dirt, basically. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's what everybody has always told me about this show is that Brian, you're not polarizing enough. You're not <laughs> charging people up. And I'm like, I don't want to do that because I went yeah. down that path and I know what it does to people. But you look at like superhero stories, you know, they used to be a little bit quote safer and happier and more inspirational. And now they're really dark. Well, it's because it's what we want. It sells better. Change the paradigm, man. Right. I mean, I've never actually seen this show, but from what I've heard, this is us is kind of the anti-drama where, I mean, it's still full of drama, but it's, it's like uplifting hmm. is, have you guys watched the show at all? No, but I've, I've heard, heard a lot it. of people that love okay. it. Because like most of what I hear about it is like, this isn't like anything you've ever seen. You know, it doesn't have the typical drama, but it does have like deep family dynamics and hmm. all of that. I should probably be no- more knowledgeable about this before I start talking about it. But I mean like that, uh. would, that, that sticks out in my mind as, Kind of exactly what you were talking about. It was being like the the paradigm changer, like where people can go, oh, I don't need all of those negative, you know, kill everybody in a room and then, you know, show them the blood that remains and daredevil. Yeah, yeah. You know, where I can actually enjoy something that's uplifting. And I, and I think sure. we just, as a society, like, Captain Influence just called it out. It it doesn't sell. And so until it starts selling, maybe maybe this is us as a turning point. We just need more shows like that. I would agree. You said something oh. earlier too about how when you're, you know, absolutely addicted to something, you can't quote choose. You're not preferring in that sense. And that's what I love is like, you know, I ask a question and we just rip it apart and turn it into it's good though, because we need to be thinking like this, I think, once in a while, you know. But I think you're right. When you're in that addiction, you're not preferring or choosing. But that's where, going back to what you both just said, paradigm shift time, it is time to choose. It's time to say, what is it that's best for us? And, mm-hmm. you know, okay, I know what's best for me, so I can answer that. And we can all answer that for ourselves, what's best for us. But, you know, it goes back to if we're going to unleash our superheroes, we ain't going to be doing it by, you know, watching the news all the time and engaging in negativity and, and you know, beating each other up because that's just not doing that. It's not inspiring change and it's not acting on what we need to act on. So I agree. I think it's time to figure out what makes the most sense for you and go for it. Oh, by the way, dude, remember when you mentioned last week, that new Grimes song? Uh, oh, yeah. What was it again? The, we appreciate uh, power. We appreciate power. Yeah. I finally listened to that. Yeah. And, oh, that's a, that's a good song. Isn't it? Yeah. Oh. You hit the nail on the head. It's very <sighs> matrixy. Yeah. But more modern. I don't know, it, it, but it is all over the place too, but I really like that song a lot. Yeah. So good call. Good call. Good. Glad you enjoyed it. Hopefully it's making you yeah. feel a little better. I don't know, man. I've, I've definitely, definitely not feeling very good today. So time to wrap up. I think, yeah, I think we, I, I'm going to go to bed and, uh, you know, I've got a fever. Oh, really? Yeah. I think the only prescription for me right now is more deep thoughts. Deep thoughts with captain influence. You know, I'm a big fan of your mom jokes, but why aren't there any your dad jokes? Are people just not offended by paternal insults? Or maybe I just don't hear them because people are too afraid of my dad. I know I am. Well, I want to say a huge, huge special thank you once again for those of you who have jumped on board to help out with The Real Brian Show, whether it be through Patreon, which by the way, patreon.com slash Real Brian Show. Go check it out. And uh, or if you've just been helping out in general and for example, I want to say thank you to Scarlet Synapse who has started to take over the blog posts. 
And Woo! yeah, I, I'm excited to uh, see what she's getting ready to unleash. And we also may have more on that team up here soon. So very excited. Do go read her posts. They're far better than mine were. And uh, I'm sure. Yeah. And so anyway, that's that's very exciting. And then Kryptonite jumped in and said, I'm going to start editing your shows. And he's done the last and in, well, including this episode will be the last three episodes. He's done a phenomenal job. I'm so thankful. Oh, it's been Dude. <laughs> it's been freeing up some time for me to focus on some other stuff with the show, which I'm very excited about, you know, to be able to work on finally getting the interviews. In fact, I'm in conversation now getting these interviews scheduled to start launching, relaunching those on Mondays again. I'm very excited about that. But I also wanted to say, did you catch his little mashup blooper at the end of last week's episode? It was after we signed off the music, you know, thanks for listening and the music fades. Did you hear keep that? Keep listening. Keep oh. listening. If you haven't listened to the episode yet, keep listening. It's fantastic. Yeah. He yeah. does a mashup of the episode <laughs> and it is funny. It's really good. It was awesome. So, yeah. So go check it out. Please do check it out. Please. And uh, thank you so much for being a part of this community. Again, tell a friend if you love this show, get them in. If somebody's dealing with some downtime right now and they're just like, man, I could use a, I could use some positivity. I could use a little cheer up. Share the show because when Miss Ice comes on to the Real Brian show, I'm I'm sorry, Beatrice comes on <laughs> to the Real Brian show, not wearing any pants. I mean, how can your day get any worse? It's going to be oh. amazing. Oh, guys, <laughs> Miss Ice just came back. Oh, She's yeah? back now. Oh, She's oh back. she made it. Hello. Hey. Hello. Hey guys, what I miss? Is this like split? You know, with yeah, that Beatrice was split? pretty awesome. Twenty six personalities here. Uh, she always gets all the friends. It's I just know. annoying. She's just so cool. Um, so never mind. Actually, why don't we just have <laughs> Beatrice be a part of the show from here on out? Beatrice Lafleur. We don't need. I'm sure she'd love that. We don't need Miss Ice anymore. Beatrice that. <laughs> yeah, Beatrice this, Beatrice that. And you know what the music means? You can go uh, home, Miss Ice. You're, you're done. You don't even need to be here anymore. Go on. Have fun. <laughs> do something else. But thanks for being here today. I appreciate it. It was fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, Captain Influence. Feel better. Yeah, I'll get there eventually. Do it. All right. RealBrianShow.com. All the links in the show notes. Have a glorious week. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening, Real Brian Show. Signing off. The Real Brian Show is a production of 514 Media at 514MediaEmpire.com. If we're going to unleash our superheroes, do not yep. pee outside. Not wearing any pants. Pants? Who wears pants? That's why we were so much yeah, better in shape yeah. back then. We're getting jacked over here. Says the person in Minnesota. Who stole my snowman? I think there's a song. You're plucking my heartstrings. <laughs> Wait, it's actually recording already. I hate that. You'll learn soon. Well, we're going to get all honest up in here. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully it's making you yeah. feel a little better. You mean other than not wearing pants? I know I am. It's hard to really like it. It's like... An insurance salesman. They're pissed off and they're ready to beat each other up. Like Lord of the Rings. And that's what I was thinking about in the shower. You I should would, use I a conditioner. You have to have it. Otherwise, you can't go on. And they love it. Change the paradigm, man. It's like breathing to me now. That's when you got it bad. <laughs>